We'll be live. In a three. In a two. And one. Recording. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sober Swole Podcast. My name is Jake Howard. Oh, man. I have to get those on the same side because they're in the same place in different banks. Woo! So I can't say woo with the same button, but I need to use the same button. What's up, everybody? I go by DJ Swell. Chocolate and vanilla swirl. Yeah. And tonight, before we get started, I'd love to give a shout out to Royalty Nutrition. That's royaltynutrition.com. They are a veteran-owned and operated supplement company that doesn't automatically use the cheapest ingredients while making their high-quality supplements for you to help you on your journey to your fitness goals. Check them out. Oh, I forgot. Did I, did I just do the whole thing? I just did the whole thing. Hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre-workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, go with royalty nutrition. <laughs> yeah. So yes, royalty nutrition. They're the best. <laughs> Use the discount code 37HAKE to save you 50% on your entire order. My next shout out of the evening will be to Gorilla Gains. That's Gorilla-Gains with a Z. Dot com. They are a fitness apparel company that you can wear comfortably in and out of the gym. They also make great equipment that helps keep you safe while you train. Check them out and use the discount code JAKE15 to save you 15% on that whole order as well. My last shout out of the evening will be to me. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, go to patreon.com backslash hakejoward. And there you will find my uh, Patreon where you can... Uh, see me do blog style writings, uh, thoughts on things, my training log, and I do once a month a solo show called Hake Rants. Check that out and support your boy. DJ Swirl, tell him about that buy to buy empire. Yeah. Yes, buy to buy, where we specialize in fast, friendly, on demand delivery, moving, staging, TV mounting, and assembly. Helping everyone from housewives shopping at Home Goods to bros DIYing it at Lowe's, but most frequently property managers and real estate agents moving their clients from their current space to their new place. They say teamwork makes the dream work, but that nightmare sucks. Whether it's your landlord or your dashboard, life doesn't play fair. So if you lack time or you've got a bad spine, we are here to support you, giving you peace of mind from the time you buy until we say goodbye. I'd like to take a quick second to give a shout out to my group my networking group bni east valley entrepreneurs yeah specifically a shout out to the newest member of a clan hillary uh welcome um she's been dope already helping spread the word from my company as well as other bni affiliates in different chapters um doing a great job i have uh, <coughs> role as the uh new member uh, mentor so uh, i will be helping her and all the new members of our um group get affiliated with the msp and uh, just a the roundabout of the business, um, and we are having a uh, special. Um, we're having a special meeting 
next Wednesday on uh, October the 4th. So we are looking for landscapers. We're looking for electricians. We're looking for general contractors. If you are a business, if you are self-employed, if you are an entrepreneur, and you would like to join a group of like-minded individuals that will do nothing but feed business your way, um, hit us up. We are BNI East Valley Entrepreneurs. You can find us on Facebook, um, or you can hit us up here, and we'll connect from that. Uh, also, we have Bite by Studios, which is what you see right here. Yeah! Creative consultant and content creation, helping boutique brands boost their presence online. From simple posts, reels, and stories to full-fledged podcasts, podcasts and <laughs> live streaming, we are Creativity Customized, providing high-quality, low-stress, remote-controlled. Hit us up everywhere you are at Bite by Studios or com forward slash studios. Jake. What are we talking about tonight, sir? <clears throat> All right. <laughs> I want to I want to lead in with the Ruth story. Very good. Let's go. Because I think this needs to be clipped. <clears throat> so we I work for Ryan, who has a contract with uh, Spin Scooters, yeah. doing uh, battery change, uh, battery swaps, and pickups. And sometimes. I got to take a kid or two with me, but today, uh, today I took all three of my littles with me and was just out and about driving all over and then, you know, stopping when daddy, I got to pee, daddy, I'm hungry, dad, I'm thirsty. Okay. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a monster, but anyway, we get to, uh, one of the storage units, which is a hub for swapping stuff. And Ruthie says, oh, daddy, I got to pee. I said, give me like five minutes. <laughs> okay. And then we'll get everything closed up and go. And she didn't say anything. And I look over and there she is. Pants down, squatted, peeing by the van. Yes. And I say, okay. So I get her a baby wipe. And I, you know, I was like, okay wipe and do what you got to do. And then we'll throw it, we'll clean up and we'll throw everything away in the dumpster on the way out. She goes, okay. And she goes, Oh, I got to poop. It's coming. <laughs> and I said, please hold it. <laughs> Just please hold it. <laughs> and by the time I turned around, she had already pulled pants down and she took one of the most giant grown man shits I've ever seen come out of a person. <laughs> right in front of the storage unit. Yes. But then she'd move and drop little turds. She did that. So be careful tomorrow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which hub is this at? The Tempe hub. Oh, man. You know there's a back okay. right there, right? Huh? You know, there's a bathroom you have access to there, right? Nope. Pretty sure I said. Pretty sure I mentioned it. Um, because no, because I I don't ever think about because I'm just I'm usually just in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, no, just for, <laughs> for future reference, um, your gate code works on the door that's right next to where the um the main entrance is. It's a bathroom, and so the gate code works in the bathroom. I take I just wake up, put on shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm my bag packed overnight. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm able to be quiet, sneak out of here, 
and I go straight there. So at 5 a.m., I open the gate and I go right into the bathroom and freshen up, get ready for the day and, and head out. So, yeah, man, if uh, you or the kids next time give you that heads up, just say pause. Don't worry about the batteries and stuff, bro. Go right out the gate. Put the same code into the bathroom. Clean, easy peasy. It's actually it's a nice little bathroom, too. I'm just saying I didn't even have the time or the no, courtesy no, no. I got you. for <laughs> the option. <laughs> and oh, then, man. So I get her, you know, I obviously I get her all cleaned up and get her everything put away. And I'm getting everybody buckled in. And I put her seatbelt on in the booster seat. She goes, Dad, it's okay that I poop in the road. <laughs> her personality is so awesome, man. And, she, and I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> she goes well why not i said well baby think about it someone drives by that you don't know they've just seen your butt and your in your hoo-ha on the wind she goes oh i didn't think about that yeah. you just focus on the relief man <laughs> yeah but you know if I'm sure I've told this story when she was little, but like there is now multiple poop stories in the lexicon of the Sober Spool podcast involving right, involving Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna love that. Oh My, man, yeah. From where growing up, and like, why you talked about this? That's so funny. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I don't like. She does like. She likes her dresses, and she likes her hair done, and she likes you know. But she's like. She likes looking like a girly girl, but she's not. She's your daughter. Like, what do you mean? Oh hell yeah, dude. <laughs> sounds like sounds on brand. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we take and drop uh, Scarlett off at school today. We come back home, and both girls say, "I want to go out in the backyard and play with the dogs." That's just fine, absolutely. So I need to go out there and see what's going on anyway. And so I, I let them go out. I get the dogs all calmed down and. I go back out inside because, you know, they're in the backyard. There's no escape, you know. So I'll just, you know, I'll just let them play. And Marley comes back inside. And I'm done. I'm done being outside. Okay. So it, it wasn't even five minutes. I'm, like, I'm going to go check on Ruth because I haven't seen her run back and forth through the windows. And I go out there and I see that there's ashes from my burn pit all over the patio. I go, super. And I go, where are you? She comes running out from behind the chicken coop and she's just head to toe. <laughs> and she's like, what? She's head to toe in soot? Yeah. Wow. And like, I wasn't even mad at her. I was like, I get it. <laughs> The, the only thing I told her about, because um, she has an obsession with rocks. And I have lined parts where the dogs have been uh, stealing chickens from my coop. And I have everything more secure set up. And I put more rocks in a, a spot where they can't push. And she had moved all my rocks. And I said, oh, okay, listen, I'm not mad about this. You're dirty. We can fix that. Yeah. You can't touch the rocks. Why? I said, because ginger will eat the birds. Oh, yeah, we got to put those rocks back. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, yeah, she's, her personality is it's wonderful. 
So speaking of speaking of uh, spin, what has your experience been outside of poop fiascos? Uh, <laughs> dealing with uh, dealing with the the job. I dude, I I love this job. Um, it's like I'm doing. I get to use my strength. I get to go hunting, and I'm I get to drive around. It's everything I've wanted in a job. And there's like. I love it. If I if if I could do it like all day, that's what I'd be doing all day. Yeah, it's weird, man. I uh, spending more time on Tempe Town Lake than I have in a long time, just in mm-hmm. the, sort of uh, the zone that we operate in, and like going like being around the water in the morning with it being low seventies, <sighs> nobody is really out. A couple of you know people out running, exercising, walking their dogs or whatever, but like traffic is very quiet um you can get around to where you need to go pretty expeditiously um i got my music in my ears i have my woozer uh vest on so it's beaten so sound if sounds and feels like a club on me while i'm doing it and no one really comes up and messes with me or bothers me um yeah man i i enjoy it way more than i thought i was going to mm-hmm. like just from a practical standpoint of doing something for the sake of earning income, right? Because you've got another side job um, that you call your humility gig, which mm-hmm. I call this in my portfolio. It's my humility gig because, you know, I'm exposed to the public. You know, it's, you know, it's selfless. Like nobody really cares what I'm doing, but people take interest in what it is. And like, I've talked to several people who have been out and about like in downtown Phoenix, you got a lot of tourists. And so people are looking for stuff to do and they're like, Oh, how does that work? And blah, blah, blah. blah. So like, I'm not a salesman or anything like that, but you know, it's just an opportunity to just kind of sell what you're doing. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so the, um, so I started this officially August 30th. Mm -hmm. So today is what the 25th, 7th, 7th. So yeah. Less than a, a calendar month, and it's wild the amount of stuff that has happened in that time frame, but also like the opportunity that continues to come from it. Because um, Bird is a rival company that purchased Spin, mm-hmm. so on paper, when you read that, it sounds like an oh shit moment, and it definitely was when I got that message from. Um, the person who hired me at spin and then those talks immediately went into, okay, but what does that mean? And so what has now happened is spin is a wholly owned subsidiary of bird, which means that they continue to operate independently. And because their business model is different, they can't really just say, okay, we absorb this company. You're going to do how we do. And so that doesn't make sense. So, the idea that I've been doing this for less than a calendar month and I am the only operations partner in the state of Arizona for spin. And they just got acquired by bird who now I'm speaking with tomorrow to talk about helping them for that brand as well, doing the exact same thing. So like the opportunity that I've been speaking about that I've introduced you to, and that you're now literally in the middle of it's about to go big. So so Mm -hmm. I don't know how big, but I know that people, keep coming to me with opportunity. And the only thing that I know to do with that is to share it with the people around me. So 
I've been on the phone a lot today talking to you, talking to everybody else, just trying to be like, hey, here's what's going on on top of setting up the Trello board and, and giving you guys tips and tricks on what I do to be successful. So it's like, I don't want to be the best out of all of us. I want us all to be doing about the same. And so I'm just trying to set an expectation of what I can do when I don't have a kid with me, when I'm able to you know, focus and lock in for three to five hours. It is worth my time every time. And so I'm just trying to make that as pain-free for you guys as I can. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you taking the taking the op- the opportunity to to do it. Well, it's I would rather work for and with you. Period. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, man, if this if it ends up being something that's huge, it requires more of my time. Gladly, easy. Yeah. Like if it financially makes sense, definitely. Yeah. Like we gotta do something. Yeah. We gotta do something. You have to do something you enjoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, oh no, I have to go pick up a bunch of stuff. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I gotta drive. Oh, golly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not my not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was. Would- <laughs> Um, I was looking at electric tricycles. They make adult trikes that are like, that go, that are pedal assist and go 20, 25 miles an hour. Dope. And they can support 400 pounds of cargo. And so they'll have like a basket in the back. And I was looking at these. I'm like, yo, you can fit like 10 batteries on this thing and just be dipping around and then go back, get 10 more and then go to the pile. I was like, so like, I'm trying to, I keep trying to make it even more streamlined and so like especially for a situation with you once you get the freedom to where you show up to a hub and then there's the trike in there you just load up with batteries and go right out to the lake like that's cake man that's <laughs> and, and then you just get to do it and, and and you get more familiar with the areas like i keep finding shortcuts like little alleyways or little things and and because mm-hmm. i'm using the scooter to do it like i don't have to worry about the same you know uh traffic laws and um you know you don't want to put a a a licensed vehicle on a walkway just basically Mm -hmm. even if you have all the credentials to show that you're working like so i take the scooter and i'm just zipping around and like Mm -hmm. it's the point now where i'm recognizing faces from people who are also out working whether that's sanitation or people that are getting ready for the day for restaurants and stuff like i'm recognizing faces and stuff so i'm looking forward to making those connections with those people too I got stopped by a janitor, someone who was working at 4.30 in the morning in Scottsdale, Old Town. And uh, he saw me messing with the scooters. And so he started asking me about them. He was like, he goes, so those batteries right there, these are your guys? And he said, I was like, yeah. He pulled me to his truck. He had four batteries that were discarded from units at one point, And he just gave them to me. He was like, I've just been holding on to them, hoping I would run into somebody. Those batteries are not cheap, dog. And so... Yeah. And those batteries allow us to make money. So he literally handed me more of what allows us to make money. And I'm like, boom, those are the relationships. Those are the connections I enjoy making with people who are, you know, like you said, humble service-based industries to where it's nameless, faceless, but you're doing a service for the greater good. And micro mobility Mm -hmm. is doing it, doing it in an environmentally conscious way. And it's doing it in a way that allows us to be efficient and to make money outside of the normal situation so i love it man i love taking risks like this i love 
you know, learning from failure, trying different things. And yeah, I enjoy it. I'm glad, I'm super glad that you, that you're, you're getting as much of a kick of it as I am. Yeah, man. Like, as much as it, it, like, it honestly slows me down. I know it does, <clears throat> but I love it when I get to bring like one or two of the kids with me. Yep. Because that's fun. Rylan is so interested. Mm-hmm. Daddy, daddy, can I get an electric scooter? <laughs> so we're going to get, e- we're going to turn EV real soon. Like mm-hmm. in terms of just stuff. Cause I've already, I bought my own scooter just to be able to use it. Um, outside of the, the process that I've showed you and that I put out for the crew, like it's fast. It allows you to mm-hmm. be quick, but there are little hiccups and I don't like hiccups. And so I bought my own scooter to be able to alleviate that hiccup. And it saves me about 30 seconds every scooter i touch nice over oh, yeah. 50 scooters a day dog that's that's a good amount that's a half hour almost so it's like i am moving efficiently and i i love doing stuff that i put an expectation on other people to do because it's instant accountability because yep. if i zip off i get that report and if i get that report and it says that you did more work than me bro i'm pushing myself no disrespect to you and what you do and then hopefully it gets to the point to where we're feeding off of each other. Cause I want to start like competitions. I want to do like who has the most this week, what, who's the most efficient, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like just to make it to where there's something inside, like the game within a game. So that yeah. way we stay competitive with one another, but none of us are competing with one, each other, one another because we communicate and we move about the zones accordingly. So it's, yeah, man, it's, it is such an interesting thing that I did not see coming. Yeah, it's like, well, my thing is when I have the kids with me or or like at least one kid with me, the goal is 20 swaps, five pickups. Yep. That's not the most efficient. I know it's not going to be the most efficient day in the world, Dumb but something. I can get I can get stuff done. Yeah. And so, yeah, and today today I got Man, because <laughs> I had I had uh, Ruthie, Marley, and Christopher, and I was driving by the uh, ASU Phoenix campus, and I was like, I can't stop. Yep. I was mad. There was like fifteen. I was like, ah, Yeah. All right, off we go. Yep. <laughs> yep. It is what it is. Well, I had I got out early. I woke up at 3.30. I guess I, I'm at the stage of my life to where my body is forces me to use the bathroom between 3 and 4 a.m. most days. Yeah. So I get up, and it's like I get to lay down for another hour, 90 minutes, and then I'm up moving around. So now I'm challenging myself to not go back to bed. And so I get up, I grab the bag that I made the night before, crawl out of the house essentially, and then just put my music on and just and just go. And that like the level of stimulation that that vest gives me like it wakes me up man i'm go- i'm just on autopilot now and so um the other morning i was moving dude i had i had 25 units in 90 minutes Hell i yeah. i was moving dog and so <laughs> and then i get up and then i get a message from co she's like hey what are you doing i'm zoned out what's going on <sighs> one of the girls doesn't feel well okay so I still knocked out 50 units that morning, but I could have done 100 that day if I would have just kept that pace and not been disturbed. But, you know, like you said, so 25 
that's what you did and, and that's what you that's the you know that's the minimum that's the barometer you're setting for yourself again mm-hmm. it's about consistency and expectations all great and so i'm trying to do the same thing for myself and so i got frustrated even though i still hit the mark i wanted to for my normal day it was like i had planned to do it for six eight hours straight and it got mm-hmm. cut and it was cut to three and i'm like but again the opportunity is there in a few days once people write them again so yep. this stuff comes right back around and oddly enough it feels satisfying like the completion finding it getting it to communicate with the app getting it to unlock the battery troubleshooting the battery getting it to lock and then once it once that lock clicks and it gives you that little ding might as well have that might as well have like a little check mark a little italian mark, a little sound effect but yeah man it feels satisfactory there's a level of satisfaction to this level of work or this kind of work that i was not anticipating so yeah and now I just get to bring on that we can all talk about this and enjoy and make a little money on the side. So hell yeah, no. If it turns into something that is a worthwhile full time gig, that's where I'll be. Yeah, and once I that's get to it. the point where I'm able to bring on actual employees, benefit wise, all that stuff, dog. Just know, once I can do that, I will offer that and will be happy to do so because I can't do that. I can't do it yet. That's one of the goals as a small business owner is not only being able to to help people and then help the people around you, but then to get stuff that's like concrete. So one of the biggest problems I have with being an employee <clears throat> is I feel the need to take over immediately, immediately, usually. Like, mm, there's the flaw in your system. There's the... <laughs> okay, if we just did that, that would be better. Yeah, you mentioned that yeah. at your humble gig. Yep, yeah. I already know how to fix. I could, I could fix it. I could fix that whole thing. <laughs> and it, it's and it's a, it is a simple, once every, we can call it once a quarter, and you would save hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars a year. Yeah, easy. But eh, nope. Nope. Shh. Nope. 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 I am a part-time hourly dude that moves stuff. Yep. That's what they want. That's all they want from you. Yep. Like, so I was out there, I was out there doing my job and I was telling one of the other cats, I was like, I gotta get this other, this other pallet out there. And he goes, why? I said, because that's what I was assigned to do. He goes, oh, they don't care. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, man, we just need, yeah, we'll go do this. Okay. Fine. <laughs> and how does that feel coming from your disciplined military background? It hurts. <laughs> oh, man. So I was like, boom, yeah. the mission I must accomplish. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're like, no, no, you just leave it. We gotta go to this one here. And because, because my affiliation with them is as in a partner capacity, like I'm my own, I'm by to buy working with spin, right? So like I get to operate the way I like to, but I also get to see the employees that they have on staff. And so I was out in Phoenix one day and then I saw one of the guys talking to a guy, I think he might have been homeless. Don't know. 
but he looked like he didn't have anything to do, and they were having a long conversation. And so in terms of an employer, had it been one of my employees, I would have went up to him and said something because that's not time theft, but it's really poor efficiency with your time because if you're an hourly employee and you're not efficient, I'm at a loss. Right. Them saying, you know, I'm just going to do this because that's what they told me to do. Oh, they don't care. Uh, well, I care. I, that's it. And the right. care is this much. It's not a lot. It's enough, though. It's enough for me to want to to do what I'm supposed to. You know what I mean? And so when I see that, when I see people taking advantage of that, it reminds me of the cubicle culture. Same energy, right? Oh, that'll get done. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't want that on my plate tomorrow. Nope. So, yeah, man, it's like you said, working for people, it's been tough. And my experience outside of my own thing has been it's been good. It's been a learning experience every time, but like you always run into those people who, who hinder your potential because they, they perceive you a certain way. And that's the only thing that they expect from you is Mm -hmm. what they think of you. And I'm like, "Uh, I've got a little bit more to offer. So, so I struggle and I scrape and I build from nothing manifest or however that works. I just, Turn it into something that makes sense. That just make the math make sense. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then do something that doesn't feel like it's sucking my soul. <laughs> because I've done so much work in 40 years that felt like it was taking away from my aura, from my joy. Yeah. And so this actually adds to my joy. So yeah. that's how I feel about it. <laughs> and there was something about... Or something on tonight. I don't know. We're thirty minutes in. Yeah, um, I was going to ask if you were uh, if you were ready for the neighbor update. Yes, let's hear. Okay, all right. (laughs) So once a week, I go out. I rake up all the uh, chicken and duck shit that is inside. inside my uh, coops and runs I put it in a nice pile and then I set it on fire now if the fire is set the way I like it and left alone it is over in two hours max not anything too smoky not anything too crazy it's done right Yep. now if I am annoyed or hindered I can make that thing last for 24 hours. (laughs) Now, I have told my neighbor, Paul, that if he has complaints about how I live my life in my home with my family, that I will no longer discuss these things with him into contact the HOA or bring a cop with him as per the freak out I had on him a few months ago. Solid so that's what I mean. So if he wants to say hello, hello, but I will not, don't come over to my house and complain to me anymore. Don't just don't because I don't care. 
So I, I get my fire started. I have Marley and Ruth outside with me. So obviously it's not really smoky, right? Because I know a thing or two about fire management. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, my kids are outside playing, so I can't have a raging fire in the backyard. And he, so I'm, I'm you know, I, I, my coops I can pick up and move because I'm a, I'm a very strong man. Anyway. <laughs> So I'm, I'm cleaning and we're chasing, the girls are chasing birds around and I'm telling them, you know, don't pick that one up. You'll drop it. It's too little, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just doing dad stuff and enjoying my kids, enjoying animals, right? He comes walking by, Jake, Jake, uh, can I talk to you? And I said, no. <laughs> because he's obviously getting ready to step over a boundary that we have placed. Sure. And he goes, ah, this, your smoke's all in my house. And I look at the fire and it's barely smoking. And I said, okay. He goes, that's the attitude. And I didn't say another word to him. I just went back to work because I don't care. Yeah. His son-in-law and his daughter have been staying with them for a little bit. So the son-in-law comes over, rings the doorbell. And Brittany goes and talks to him because I, I didn't know this was going on. I'm, I'm in the backyard doing my work. And he tells her, Hey, he's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like if he's ever, if he ever says anything, just ignore him. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and I think, uh, Brittany pretty much told him, like, yeah, I think Jake just does. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I do need to clarify, it was confirmed by uh, the uh, the son-in-law that the delight of a lady that is his wife does have Alzheimer's. Ah, uh, okay. So that was so that was confirmed. Which is sad, because like I said, she's a delight. Yeah. Um but it was last night I was I was actually I was lifting weights and she came over and rang the doorbell. And, and, uh, so Scarlett says, Hey, you know, Sonia's outside and she wants to talk to you. So I open the garage door and I, she's already over back in her yard and she has a suitcase as it didn't, it wasn't packed, but you could tell it. And she's, she was wearing her, uh, Brazil football Jersey. And she said, can you take me to the airport? Mm. I said, no, ma'am. Uh, she goes, Oh, my husband is injured and he can't drive. And I said, I can't leave this house. I've got sick people and I, I can't, I got to take care of everybody. She goes, Oh, but I'm supposed to go to Brazil to see my family. And I said, I can't, I'm sorry. Right. But it's, it's, she's, and I said, where's your, where's your son-in-law <clears throat> and uh, daughter? She goes, oh, they're always working. I said, I, I can't leave this house right now. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, and, and, but like, yeah, she's and in the moment. She was like, well, what's, well, why? And I said, well, my wife, my wife's sick. She goes, oh, your wife's sick. Okay. I understand. She went and ran back inside. Wow. But like, and like, but it was, it was obviously like, she's at the point where like, she needs to be monitored more than yep. not. Cause who's to say she doesn't walk over to a neighbor's house some other time and be, and they'll be like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. 
You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it doesn't give my neighbor an excuse to be a brick, but how much of that do you think plays into his Richard like presence? I'm sure he's absolutely frustrated and hurt and confused, but I don't give a fuck, (laughs) dude. Like, like, I, 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 I feel for him as like if if Brittany was going through this, it would drive me nuts. Yeah. But if anything, I would get more reclusive. Sure. Sure. Because oh, my wife needs me. That's where I'm going to be. So everything he's throwing at you is a projection of his, yeah of his frustration in his own house, no doubt. But but once again, I'm not the fucking one. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I can I I. I can empathize for you. I can like, I can, uh, I've, I've watched a, a couple of my great grandmothers go down the same, this, the path where they've had like, you know, I have really good days and really bad days. And then, right. You know, and like, so, you know, it's, it's never my spouse, but like, I understand it's not a fun time. Yeah. But man, You complaining about what I'm doing in my house is uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, the the caucasity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but I thought it was hilarious that his his his, his son-in-law came over. It's like, yeah, just ignore him. <laughs> how much validation did that give you for how you've been addressing it? Was that like okay? Vindication. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm on the right path. Because I'm every other neighbor. I'm always, hey, hello, how are you? Um, People walking by when George was back there cock-a-doodle-dooling all the time. Yep. I'd say, is is he he bugging you? Does, you know, like, I was courteous. You know, like, and then, oh, yeah, sometimes he wakes us up and and I always, you know, like, Please understand when a spot opens up for him, I'm going to take and move him to the big farm. Oh, okay. Well, would you like some eggs? You know, like you give me the opportunity to be courteous about my noise. I will be courteous. You give me the opportunity to be neighborly to you. I will be neighborly to you. If from the first time I meet you, you try and set a boundary on my life, and then continue to try and do so throughout my existence as your neighbor. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to kick your head in. <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. How do you kick someone's head in respectfully? You say, I didn't want it to come to this. Passive, and oh, then you, passive aggressively? And you say, you know, if you would have just left me alone. <laughs> oh, man. If only the time. If, if we, if only you would have talked to me like an adult instead of pretending to be my dad. Yeah. That part. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. My, my fucking DNA is 99% banjo, dude. Like, and I moved in next door. I got animals, man. <laughs> I got animals and a whole mess of kids. And it's funny, like it's it's 
the way that people live where you are and just plant their suburban life mm-hmm. in an, a rural area. Like where you are is farmland still. Yeah. They can spruce it up. They can gentrify it as much as they would like, but that's, it smells like manure. Often. Yeah. Simply because of the farming done around, right? So the cows, whatever that means. So yeah, the idea for someone to nitpick over the smell of smoke or roosters doing what they do. Like, <laughs> well, see, that was the thing that was always that confused me. Because this dude always complained about the dogs at night. And there was times when George was on some shit. Like he ate, he ate a bug that made him trip balls or something. And from like 10 till noon, oh. every like five, 10 minutes. So I mean, like on those nights, I'd usually go outside and get him. But like there was times where I did not. <laughs> That's the other thing. So I have my other next door neighbors over this way. They've never said a word to me other than, yeah. hello, how are you? And that's, and they're, and the coop is right next to their house. Yeah. Not one word, not one. Not a, hey man, I, with respect to your, operation or whatever is there any way you could like yep not get the rooster to crow at three in the morning like i'll i'm work i'll work on that for you like you know like sure. don't make demands don't like, talk to me i will talk to you right setting for your behavior that's a that's just weird man that's a weird expectation yeah. i'm a grown man and i guarantee <laughs> that's that's the other thing it's like now it's I don't even look at him because yep. like it's like you're you're he's it's like an animal. If you don't look it in its eye, it's not gonna engage with you. He's not my dad. And like but he acts like he's trying to be a per- parental figure. Yep. He disapproves of the way I'm living my life or something. Yes, sir. And what he doesn't get is like I have spent the latter part of my twenties up until now learning patience and really, really focusing on not being angry. Yeah. I, 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 if you would have met me at 25 and then we didn't talk for the 10 years up to 35, you would not recognize me. Like, Like you would not recognize my personality. I don't think. Sure. And this gentleman, I think, was sent by the universe to be like, have you really changed? (laughs) The test. Because 25-year-old me would have jumped over my fence and then just dragged him through the gravel for a while. Like, but no, I'm I'm married. I'm a father. Is that not exactly? I have to set the example. Yep. Set the example that ultimately leads to your daughter pooping in public. 
<laughs> very comfortable doing so. <laughs> yeah. No problem with it. Yeah, she's uh queen of the poopins. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. But so has uh have moves and stuff slowed down enough for you? So, um I just really did dove into the partnership with spin. So I'm still taking on gigs. I have a, I have a mounting job tomorrow. I've got a flooring second visit on Friday. Um, I got another job lined up for Saturday. So it's like, I'm still taking on work. I'm just not over doing it, I guess. Um, or I'm simply distributing the work off. So like had a job, earlier today that I could have done, didn't do, passed on to my guys just because I'll give them a little bit more money to take the lead, right? Like it's nothing I need to be there for. And so ultimately as a business owner, the goal is to be the operator, not so much the labor. And so with that being my five-year plan, you know, to transition to still want to be very hands-on on the ground and be able to convey a sense of authority through my experience because I built it when it was nothing, right? I just, mm -hmm. I figured out how to make it work the best for me and pass that information along. It's not like I kept that. It's not like I made it a, a bucket of crab situation. It's here's what works. Let's all do this so we all do well, right? Because ultimately it's gonna look well upon me which is why the opportunity keeps growing the way it is. So um, that's all my intent is. And if I'm able to do that here, and then I'm able to do that with Spin and Bird, and then I'm able to do that with Bide by Studios, like the ultimate goal is to collaborate with other people to put them in a position to control the framing of how they make money, right? So like working for somebody. You have no problem working with me because I don't go out of my way to micromanage. I dislike micromanagement very much so. So I set up a set of expectations based off of the work that I've done with the literal calluses I'm <laughs> feeling on my hands. Like, I don't ask anybody to do something I'm not willing to do myself, and I'm willing right. to work my ass off. So it's just setting up. So you talk about, you know, work culture and family and all that stuff. Like, it's all a virtue signal when you work in the corporate world and i've heard that for 20 years so it's like being able to set that tone myself turns into what the culture becomes because it's a bunch of people just wanting to do well doing the same thing as opposed to trying to cut one another out which is what the industry moving delivery all that ultimately turns into it's one person willing to take less money to do the same work I'm not interested in undercutting one another. I'm interested in setting the tone, setting the what the threshold is for what we expect in terms of money and how that labor, what that labor means to us. And so you go into your other job, your humble job, you don't get to set that, right? So if you work harder, it's just gonna be the same. If yep. you do what the culture is there and then you say, I'm gonna do my job and they go, oh, they don't care. You get paid the same. And so that's going to eat at your soul, knowing that you are a competitive person from a military background. So it's like, I'm only tapping into what you already know and how successful you wind up being is you tapping into that period. 
So, the infantry culture. Okay. <clears throat> so, let's say you have one job in the fire team. Let's say you're the, the point man. Okay. You need to know the fire team leader's job and the squad leader's job. Yep. And I mean, in case doo-doo hits the fan. <laughs> yeah. Right? And always be ready to step up, right? Now, <clears throat> that was ingrained in my head. So with how observant I am about everything, I take that time as I'm doing what I'm doing to pick the brain of the next person up yep, and the person above them. I, I, still, it's just, it's just natural. <laughs> so I asked the next two senior guys up when we were closing up our last shift. I said, how is ordering done here? It's all automated. Okay. I assume that. Fine. How does the auditing work to make sure the numbers are okay? Oh, once a year, some so a team from corporate comes in and they run everything. And I went. <clears throat> because there's a lot of times that you're, you have to walk back and forth with the same stuff. So it's, why is that happening? Yeah. Because the numbers are off fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have to go put stuff into overstock, but sometimes overstock is full. So you have to send it back. So it's like, Wouldn't it make sense to have the person that's in charge of that section like once a quarter, at least at minimum, make sure the numbers on the floor are right? Yeah. <laughs> at minimum? But that's not my job. So I said, oh, okay. And then I went home. <laughs> and and well, I texted you before I before I drove off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So whatever. <laughs> I mean again. There's multiple ways to make money. Yep. And not all of them are Stole affirming. <laughs> Let me just say that. Oh no, no, it's definitely. Listen, I, I mean, up until duty really started hitting the fan here, I've been I've been employed by me for the last forever. Yep. I'm the best boss I ever had. <laughs> Not one complaint. <laughs> yep. But yeah, man, I just I don't know. I don't know. I I'm just doing my best. Let's do my best. Again, maybe it's me. Just, maybe it's me just getting older. 
No, I, I, this same energy that allows me to pass this opportunity to you was frowned upon among a collection of people who are also entrepreneurs. So it's like, there are multiple ways to make money and not all of them are welcome. Some of them are looked at, again, your potential is handicapped by how people see you. And so when you step out of that lane, you surprise them. Like I talked to my guy back home tonight about what I have going on with Spin and Bird. And he was like, oh, and he was, you know, asking a bunch of questions about it. He's like, that's dope, man. Da, 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 da. But like, just from the pictures that I share online or, you know, the little captions that I leave, like you're not getting a, the full picture. You're not getting 10% of the picture. So like, they don't know what's going into all of this. But at the same time, like I get the opportunity to educate them because the opportunity is there, man. Like, and because I'm the only one in Arizona doing this right now, it's like, if I could do something that winds up just popping off big, I could become a print that they use in other cities. And that's something that I would, you know, be able to, it's like a trophy, right? That's yeah. I can hold dear to my heart because it was able to, imp I, was imp I was able to impact other people through process, which is exactly why I started this business. To impact the secondhand market, impact how people dealt with one another through commerce, but still handling it like we're people. Yeah. Still being able to bring your people on to do work with you and pay them at an expectation that you think their labor is worth, not at what the bare minimum people will accept. Like living in a capitalistic culture, but having a more socialistic uh, mindset is off-putting to people who have been conditioned to always make the most money they can. If I wanted to make the most money I can, I would pay you less. Straight up. Right. <laughs> Straight up. No interest. No interest. Because I want you to be able to make money like I do. That's it. And I want you to show what my time is worth to me. And I think it's worth it to you. Oh, and, and, then, and there's a way to be quite capitalistic in that environment absolutely that's why it was as messy as it was four years ago before they set up licensing to where you could only have so many available brands to where you could only have so many available units in your fleet like they didn't even it was the wild wild west man and then they just said oh sign up on this app to do the job for us <laughs> gig economy style and then when it became a burden for people, they're just like, I don't need to do this. Roro. Did I disappear? You did. Yeah, I see the I see my face is no longer there. Oh man. Maybe my cable just gave out. Just took a big old poop, huh? Mid show. Wow. Myself Way to go. I am. Hey. Yeah. Just give it give the old give it the old wiggle. Yeah. I just unplug, plug back in. I should have blown on it. Ooh, the unplug, plug back in. <laughs> what else we got to cover tonight, sir? Man, I think, uh, honestly, I think that's about it. Unless you got anything else you want to touch on. That's all I got from on my side. Oh, uh, still sober, still training. Um, looking Mo Betta all the time. Yeah. Still about, I hover around uh, 204. 207 now. Nice. Rick's going to beat me. 
<laughs> Are you throwing in the white flag? No, oh. I'm just accepting. I'm, 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 I'm hitting a wall. Okay. And in order to do what I need to do to uh, drop more weight, the the physicality that uh, both of my outside of coaching jobs require would suffer and I would be suffering and uh, I just can't really afford that right now. Yeah. So I'd rather, I'd rather uh, keep staying healthy and uh, let my body do what it needs to do and uh, stay sober. You're telling the guy who pulled the shit out of his hamstring last week or a week and a half ago because I got fouled on him play. Said something to the guy defending me. He took offense to that and was like, oh, really? And then tried and then fouled me again. I looked at the ref and the ref just looked back at me. I got fouled again. The ball scrambled. We, although the ball gets knocked away, we scramble for the ball. Pop. So it's like, that was worth nothing to me. Like I could, I, I, I looking back, I should have just said, here, man, it's yours. Like, I don't care. I'm a competitive person. I am, I've been in athletics most of my life. Like, I love the sport of basketball. I could give two shits about an inbound pass with two and a half minutes and we're down 16 points, bro. Go for it. And then it turned into, like, at the end of the uh, game, there was a super hard foul by my teammate on them simply to try to get them to draw a foul. And then it turned into a little skirmish. And I respect my teammate for doing it. And he went into the group chat afterwards and apologized. But it was like, it should have never got to that point. Right. Never got to that point, dude. This is intramural basketball. Like, fuck off. So, yeah, man. I I respect the, the humility and being able to just recognize the realism in your situation because I am not – I'm 180 pounds, and I'm in great shape, and I hurt myself scrambling for a loose ball. Fuck if I'm going to do that again. Like – just and you're talking about has the moving and stuff slowed down like it could have i could have really hurt myself to the point where i could have been off of my feet for a little while and that's not something i need to have to deal with simply because i'm playing basketball instead of watching football on sunday (laughs) (laughs) so what's going down that your neighbor somebody's house no maybe who cares oof no smoke in my house. Did he complain about your smoke and they're coming to you? Yeah. The smoke that happened on Monday. Oh. My neighbor's house smells like butt. His kid was ashy. <laughs> 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 and they're just now responding. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hey, I like, I like being out here with the sheriff's department is hilarious, man. I, cause they're not like a traditional PD. Okay. So when you call them for bullshit, they go, oh, we're not going to handle that. And they hang up. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dumb. See it. <laughs> so like no one's getting hurt. Nothing was stolen. No, he just said I was an ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys take care of that. I mean, because most of that is a civil matter, right? Yeah. So hilarious i i love living with a sheriff's department rather than a pd i love it i love it i think i think 
everything would be better off with sheriff's departments over PDs. <laughs> well, again, you live in a rural situation, so a sheriff works, but sheriffs don't work in metropolitan areas. They can't. Simply by don't live in, just don't live in cities, baby. Well, you you're the one with the fucking rooster and ducks and smoke in the metropolitan uh explosion that is Maricopa. Or I'm sorry, Sam. Yeah. Pinal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck him. <laughs> Come say something. I'll spit some to, some vacuum juice on your shoes and close my door. <laughs> Might hit you with a guitar. Shit. <laughs> no, you just have your kid come out and shit in public and just be like, <laughs> top that. Wrong house. And smile. And smile while it happens. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you another example of how Ruth is 100% my kid. So I don't do it as much now, obviously. But she says hi. To everyone. Oh no. No, like that that's no. that's how I that's how I was raised. Yeah. That's how like like no. I used to go, huh? Jerry Jerry Seinfeld. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's a that's a Howard trait. That's like but, that goes back generations. Like we're just we're naturally friendly people. That takes time. Until until you're like not friendly back, then we're like, oh fuck yourself. Like yeah. No, that's loaded, man. That's just like your neighbor. Yeah. yeah. It's just like your uh, neighbor loading it up for you. I'm over here. Here, I'm nice to you. And then you're not nice back and they go, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, every, every conversation I start off, like even with ghost bike guy. And I said, hey, man. Is it okay with you if I come take a, if I come scan this real quick and like take a picture of the bike? And he goes, uh, and I said, listen, I'm not here to steal. I'm not here to take your transportation from you. Yeah. He goes, oh. And I said, listen, I'm just taking a picture of this just so I can t show my boss that this does exist. And, you know, so when we see it pop up on our screen, like, yeah, that we know mean, it's okay. I mean, zero to <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, we know it's okay. And he goes, oh, well, do you need to? What do I do with it? And I said, man, when you're done with it, just park it. We'll come find it. And he goes, okay. And I said, and I, and I said to him too, I was like, I don't care if you ever park it. <laughs> and I was like, listen, listen, I'm not here. This, they don't pay me to stop a man yeah. from using something for his, you want to, you want to pay me money for reclamations dog? You better fucking jump up the, <laughs> jump up the money. I have never like, even when I worked for drive time, and they had repos. Like, that shit doesn't sit well with you, man. No. A homeless guy using a using an, an, a company asset as his personal transportation vehicle. Like, yeah. Like you said, I'm not going to wrestle a little away from him. Nope. Like, no. that's one, you didn't hire me for that. Two, there, you do not pay me enough for that. Like, if you pay, listen, listen, I can be bought. You want me to be a dick? I can be bought. No, there's a, there's a cluster of of scooters in the homeless occupation in downtown Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Not going there myself. 
not going, even though they are not collects, they're simply swaps. Change the batteries, yeah. So, but I don't feel comfortable going and disrupting their normalcy because even if best case scenario i walk up and i go hey just changing the battery cool swap swap it's done the bike still stays there or the scooter staying there probably not going to get used and so now because it has a fresh battery it's going to start dragging the wheel <laughs> and it will drag the wheel until the battery dies and if it is a fresh battery that thing's going to last a while so what are they going to do they're going to get frustrated and they're going to fuck it up so they could either lose the asset entirely out of frustration office office space printer style or you could make the timing work so i'll go down there when there is another group you know cuz there's there are a lot of groups that go out there to help um and frequently I just haven't had the time to sit out there and wait for the right time. But there were like police and authority figures out there uh, the last time I was uh, near the warehouse. And that was the last opportunity I wanted, even if they would have given me the best cover. Like, I don't want to be associated with that because it's not mm-hmm. a clearing out situation. It's literal. This is my job description. I'm swapping a battery. Have a good day. Right? Like, it's not that deep. And they don't pay me to do that. So I'm not going after anybody for an asset that they put out there with the liability that that might happen. So it's only a few units out of 3000 at this point. And they have 20 to 30 times what the homeless occupation has is wound up in Tempe Lake. (laughs) So what's so one, it is, let me, let me come at you from, a libertarian aspect. Okay. That is company property and the company should get it back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not my fucking job. (laughs) So I'm not doing it. Understood. Like my, so yes, my job is to go change batteries. Correct. But what you're asking me to do is one, go into a place where the potential of danger is way higher than it needs to be to just to disrupt people and change a way of life. If you put that in my job description and pay me accordingly, of course, yeah, easy. I cannot risk being away from my children for what I'm currently paid for Mm -hmm. paid to do just to go swap a battery. You kissed my whole ass. <laughs> I told like you if, they had the that uh, was in Tempe Town Lake, right? I'm sorry. I told you about the the that sent that picture to you, the one that was in the lake this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, yeah. not this morning. Like it was, it showed that it was near the edge, and I'm like, cool, it'll be right down. But I have to go down because there's like gra- there's like actual pavement two different areas of pavement and then there's like gravel right next to where the you can dock your boats at. Yeah, launch boat. Yep, I went down there and sure enough, it was there on the wrong side of the ledge. So I could see it. I could see the top half of it. The rest of it was submerged in water. I'm not getting a hook and dragging that thing out there. They didn't tell me to do that. So I reported it like it says so in the app that says 
in water, hit send report, kept it moving. <laughs> Straight up. Those units that you saw that got drug out, haven't taken them. I don't know what happened to them. I'm, I don't know if they're still there or not, but I can't even move those things because of the condition they're in. So it's mm -hmm. like, and and both of them don't even have, uh, I scanned the QR code on the one that still had it, and it showed up as unknown. So it's not even in their system. They wrote they, it off. Yeah, they wrote it off because of how long it had probably been in there. So yeah, like I haven't, I'm not paid hourly. I'm paid by each unit I service. I can't service that unit. It's still there. Well, so you're talking about those. So when you go through the, like, so where we park. Yep. At, at Tempe Beach Park and then kind of under the bridge back over there. Yep. I told the cat that was dropping off units that they were back there three weeks ago. The guy that had the ability to yeah. get them. Yep. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, just like the conversation I saw them having downtown. It's like when you, when the wage is minimum, let's just start there. When the wage is the minimum they think that they can pay you, you will give the minimum effort. When your pay is attached to your effort, go ahead. You can only be as upset as you as the effort you give. Right. The effort you have to give is not that big. You're not moving. I'm not asking, I'm not calling you to hoist a 250-pound sleeper sofa up to a second-story apartment. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I do that all the time with the people who get paid accordingly to do so. But that work is tough. Yeah. Swapping batteries is a drop in a bucket compared to that. So, yeah, it's, I'm just trying to keep it what it is, man. That's it. All the extra liability, all the stuff with the homeless folks, all the stuff with the water, that is 0.1% of what I do. So I will report it accordingly and let them do what they do. So Yeah, I, I, there, was a, there was a unit today that was asking me for a swap. It was in someone's apartment. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a couple in Fashion Square Mall that I can't find. Yeah, I drove around the the parking garage today a little bit. No clue. Yep. And I, and that's after already finding one that I wasn't looking for. That right. had died. And then I reactivated the GPS. And then I bounced around Scottsdale a little bit. And then by the time I was heading back that direction, I stopped. And I'm like, well, that one wasn't there earlier. And then I got on my scooter and I drove all the way up to the entrance and it was parked in the corner of the entrance with the glasses. I had, I had swapped that battery two weeks ago. Someone is using it and putting it right back in the same spot. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's exactly what it's for. There's right. a, there are a couple of scooters that people use um, that work in Scottsdale at the, just uh, where the museum, that area. And so they park right behind in the same spot. So I could, take it, rebalance it essentially, and put park it in a spot to where, you know, passerbys see it, but it seems like someone is using it to get to work. So I swap the battery, make it fresh, and it keeps showing up there. So that's exactly what I, I, I love seeing that, man. That, that just means yeah. that helping someone get to and from work. So yeah, if I, like, like the ones out in, in Phoenix out, out in front of people's houses, yeah, no problem. Yep. Awesome. That's how you can then, get back and forth. Great. 
Well, that's how was you told me, you know, when you're asked, like, how are we supposed to put these places? And you're like, nope, just leave them there. Okay. Yeah. That's what I do. Left it there. Yeah. It feels weird. It's like I, I pass by units that are knocked over. And I'm just like, fuck. Traffic is thick. I can't just stop where I'm at. Like, it's a, it's a hazard for me to get out and do anything to it. But it's like, and then I look down and you see a dozen birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just crashed over because like you said drunken people are people who are just petty in a moment so mm-hmm. but yeah man it's a it's an it is an interesting gig and i am i am i'm grateful for it me too and i i work it accordingly <laughs> goodness we are at thank you 12 minutes sir yeah we need to <clears throat> we both need to go to bed 4 a.m. comes early. So early. It hasn't gotten any easier yet. I got a squat. Tonight? No, tomorrow. <laughs> All right, then. Charge that battery. That is out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Silver Spool podcast. Oh, before uh, before we go... Uh, thoughts on the Republican debate. Who gives a shit? They're all trash. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre-workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, go with royalty, nutrition.